I'm here because I wanted to talk to you about us. Hello, Eric Bernat. John Flynn, so nice to meet you. <laughs> the pleasure is all mine. After um, all this time, finally, face to face on Zoom. <laughs> Now I can put a voice to the, all the emails. How are you doing? Are you getting excited? I, it's so close, right? It's like um, less than a month away. Less than a month away? From when this comes out. Oh, oh, we're, <laughs> we're in the future. That's right. <laughs> right. Not everyone is coming to the future, as we will learn. Not every, yeah. I hope that I may, I hope that I'm invited to the future because I want to <laughs> get woke, to Eric. <laughs> okay. I will try. I'll send an alarm. <laughs> Has she come? Oh wait, has she come to Pittsburgh yet? No, she hasn't. No, that's soon. I keep looking at. I keep like almost buying tickets, and then being like, I'm spending. I'm spending. I've I've done. I've supported it. I feel like I've, I've kicked in my share. Is that when you buy tickets? That's is that what you think you're doing? You're like, I'm really helping Madonna here. <laughs> I'm really helping Hamilton. I'm really helping all of these young upstarts. Yes, these are all crowd crowdsource funded <laughs> ve ventures. If Indeed. we want if we want Madonna on stage, we have to buy tickets. That's true. Or else there's no reason for her to do it. That's true then she just rehearse. Although she, I don't think she's motivated by money. I think she's far past the point of being motivated by money. Even in that um in the biography that we read, somebody, I don't know who it was, but apparently like was with her when she got a phone call from her manager telling her that she just made her first million dollars. Their retelling of it was that she like answered the phone and she was like, hello. And then she went, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. And like hung up and that was it. <laughs> and, like, like, she I'm wasn't figuring like, out what I... wig I want to wear. Right. Yeah. She wasn't like, I made a million dollars. She was just like, all right, cool. Decisions still need to be made. Yeah. I got to decorate it. I got to meet Sean Penn. I don't know. At what point do you think she made a million dollars first? I probably off of the first album. If not, then definitely like a virgin because that was huge. Yeah. That she was, was also when like Alvin's album sales were an actual thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She made, she was multi-million by like a virgin, I bet. Yeah, I can't imagine she wasn't. What do I know? But yeah, that was what her second album. Yeah. And she's done 14, no, 12 more. She's done a lot. She's done a lot. We're here today to talk about- I think about... she's done a lot of, <laughs> is performing on award show. So we, you know, and we're getting real close to when we see her. So we were, yes. as you all, as you may know, when we, uh, in listening to this podcast, when we started, we were just gonna talk about the tours because we were supposed to see her in September, but then September turned to March. And so we've come up with a bunch of other fun episodes. And so this one, we've got just a slew of award show performances that she has done that we're gonna be going through. And because there's so many, it's just gonna be the two of us. So this one, we obviously it's not gonna be all of them because we've done the VMAs, we've done the Grammys. There's an Oscar one coming up uh, the next episode. So get ready for that in preparation for the Oscars. So this is kind of though what's left as far as we can tell. 
So we got the American Music Awards, the Brit Awards, the EMAs, iHeartRadio, Billboard, Eurovision, and a little Met Gala thrown in there, because why not? So yeah, that wasn't technically an award, but it was a it was a little performance. Indeed. And it sort of feels like it's it, it makes sense to talk about that in, in relation to Eurovision. All right. We have 13. We have 13. Overall, do you have any quick overall thoughts before we get into it? My overall thought is that sometimes I my memory of these, like some of them are like, oh, that one didn't go so well. And then when I rewatch them, I'm like, there's actually what was like what is there to complain about? That was a totally great performance. Is there anyone you're like, the... thinking of? Um, no. Had you seen a lot of them beforehand? I feel like I've seen all of them. What Did you have any overall thoughts going into it? No. I mean, other than, and I feel like this is what happened with us in the Grammys, of like, they're all pretty good. I think yeah. going in, I think I probably had seen them, but I didn't quite remember a lot of them. One thing that I thought was nice and refreshing in relation to, I don't know if this is interesting, in relation to when we did the benefits episode where there was a lot of like, she's singing this song again, she's singing that song again, which is totally yeah. fine. Like it's not a criticism, but it did sort of feel like, what else can we say about like a prayer right now? Right. Whereas this, it is a very varied slate, but it also makes sense because she's probably, prom she's promoting like, this is the new thing. Right. These are all like excellent, like little time capsules even like watching the BMAs and going through those, but just like shots of who's in the audience and like stuff like that. You're like, oh, right. Like, yeah, it's fun. Right. There was a time where it made sense that Jenna McCarthy hosted an award show. Sure. Yeah. Did you call her Jenna McCarthy? What's her name? Jenny. Jenny McCarthy. Was it her? Was she the one? That yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Also like the reason why a lot of People are afraid to give children vaccines. <laughs> Back then, she was just a big blonde bundle of fun. Right. We could like her without any sort of feeling bad like, about ourselves. Yeah. But now she's just stuck on the mask Singer. And I was like, well. Is she on the mask Singer? She's one of the judges. Oh. And she's so good at playing a goddamn idiot. Really? Have you never watched the mask Singer? No. I've watched a couple episodes, maybe one season once. And it's like sort of fun, except for, I mean, it's just like, if you like the song that they're singing, it's fun. And it's also sometimes fun to be like, that's a big weird cheetah singing, you know, Yeah. a change is going to come. All right. Then they have the judges, which are her, Ken Jeong, uh, what's his name from Blurred Lines? That's yeah, name? Robin Thicke. Thick. Yeah. And they afterwards, like the host will be like, so who do you think it is? And they'll be like, I don't know. Is that Beyonce? No, it's not Beyonce. Beyonce's not doing the mass singer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's no goddamn. Although, also, one season that I saw where Gladys Knight was on, Ooh. and I don't remember what she was, but you were like, I, I was just like, that's Gladys Knight. Like, you, right. I know Gladys Knight's voice. And then they had to be like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe it's Rihanna. And you're like, what? Please stop no. this. Yeah, you have to be like, okay, anybody doing the mass singer is like not. No shade. Altino shade. <laughs> but like, you know, like, you're not like at the top of your game at the moment. No, of course not. Someone. You might at one point. But like, I feel like when, was it one, the one who won was Natasha Bedingfield. And I was like, oh, that Maybe. makes sense. Like, we haven't heard from her in a while. And yeah, I think it most makes sense to either be someone who's like, I don't know, I like singing. Or someone who's yeah. like, this will get me in front of kids again. Because I think also Patti LaBelle did it once. Mm. And she was like eliminated the third week. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. Excuse me. But you could tell it's like all the contract. They're like, I can do these three weeks. I don't want to do this anymore. And I also could imagine uh -oh. Patty LaBelle being like, oh, no, honey, I'm not wearing that big egg again. No, 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 no. no. You got one more week with me in that and then we're out. 
There was a story in the newspaper a few years ago, the New York Post, that the headline was, Patti LaBelle allegedly makes tot vomit. And it was that, it was over like a parking space, some sort of like parking thing in the garage of her building that she like, this like couple, this is the New York Post reporting, <laughs> that she got like started yelling at this family so much of her parking thing that their kid threw up. And then the mother was like, we're calling the post about this. Yeah. We're not here to talk about that. No, but we are. But that is a good segue into. Yes. What's the first one? So the, the first AMAs one. From 1995. That's the one. The American Music Awards, January 30th, 1995. Uh, real quick. The American Music Awards was a show that was created by Dick Clark in 1973 for ABC when the network contracts to air the Grammys had expired. Mm. So that's how they came about. And so where this is, as I said, January 30th, 1995, this is two years after the girly show, six years until, until she does the Drowned World Tour. Mm-hmm. And this is what I like. It's funny watching, going back and watching this again. I was like, oh, this is Madonna in her VH1 era. It's very VH1 and it's very also like, it, has she filmed Evita yet? No, Evita's not for a little bit. This is, like, um, this is Bedtime Stories. Yeah, but, but when did she film Evita? Like 96, right? Maybe, let me see, hold on. Oh yeah, February 96. So this is right before, oh, this is a year before she starts filming Evita. I think she's like, ramp, based on her look, I think she's ramping into Evita mode. Yeah, she's into, she's like, I'm respectable. Like, yes. I'm not crazy. Like, I'm, if you, you know, like you can hire me to come to the big thing. I'm gonna I, behave, I'm gonna be like stylish and like. Yeah, I'll be more about. elegant rather than sort of straight. Yeah, I'm gonna keep my clothes on. I'm gonna, wear, wear, I'm gonna wear a real pretty dress, put my right. hair out. Focusing more on the music than maybe any controversy. Yeah, I'm a singer. I'm a, I'm a serious singer. Like I'm an adult contemporary balladeer. And I wonder if it's, beca- and that's kind of true, I think for all of these. Like I don't remember watching any of these and thinking like, oh, this is scandalous. But I wonder if she's like, well, I'm a guest on this show as opposed to like either the VMAs or her own tour or something like that, where she's like, well, I wanna fuck with it a little bit. I think that because of the controversy surrounding erotica, that bedtime stories was like, I'm still going to be like sexy, but I'm not, it's not like overt sexiness. And it's all like, I'm just going back to the music and mm-hmm. getting back to that. She's performs Take a Bow with Babyface. She's got like a red kimono on and her hair's blonde and it's like kind of pulled up. And it's got little like tight little rings <laughs> around it. It's really pretty. Yeah, I think that hair is wigs by Perfidia, like there's some sort of like <laughs> amount of like pieces. In. Oh, it's like course. more than just like her hair, but it's very elegant and beautiful. Hair art. There's an orchestra. Yeah, it's got a lot of strings. I always wonder in something like this, because there's like, it's a huge, like a, a, not huge, but a very large string section. I was like, are these yeah. people like, I played Mozart, I played Verdi, <laughs> and now right. I'm playing Babyface and Madonna. Right. Yeah. But right. the check, I'm sure they get paid more for doing that than. <laughs> right.
and she and Babyface are on separate yeah. risen platform, circular risen platforms, and they don't interact with each other at all. And I was wondering, like, at one point, how would it have been different if they like were just standing next to each other and singing and like interacting? Like it's a it's a, like a love song between the two, or like a breakup song between the two of them instead. But they're very presentational. Like he's doing backup, even though he's on the same. Plane. He's not like behind her at all. He's on the right. Same he's plane. not off in the shadows. Correct. Yeah. They're like. Yeah. No, different. I agree. And also watching, I was like, oh, I never thought of this as a duo. Like, I wasn't a hundred percent sure that was Babyface. You could have told me it was some other singer, right? Doing that part, and I would have, you know, and I would have. I don't mean in. I mean in the song itself, you know, like, and is, I would have. Is is that teenage face? <laughs> is that awkward adolescent phase face? <laughs> no, it's Babyface. Look at his little face. <laughs> like a baby. <laughs> Is he singing back up on the record? I imagine so, because he was one of the producers of it. So it would yeah. seem to make sense to have. Yeah. I, I don't know why he would do it if it wasn't him. On I the think record. maybe just because he like co-wrote it and it's like fun for an award show to be like, oh, here's a new unexpected thing. Yeah. Featuring Madonna and Babyface. Right. I think she sounds good. She's a little tentative, though, I think. It's that rare instance for her where she's just standing and not doing anything at all. I think she sounds tentative at first, and then I wrote, her voice sounds great in belts. Yeah, I didn't realize until gets, this time how rangy the song is. Yeah, I feel like she comes into it and sounds really powerful. Babyface looks like he's like dressed as a priest. And I wonder if that was like, Madonna was like, you need to- I'm You need to do something. <laughs> yeah, you need to nod to me a little bit. At the priest and the geisha? That- The priest and the geisha, yeah. That common nod? <laughs> I like it. I also like at the end, they do a very sort of respectful theatrical, like turn to the band and acknowledge the conductor yes. and the, the orchestra. And they both like applaud. And it feels like overall, like a very, like, res like a very lovely, respectful, respectable, respectful performance. It is funny. There's a lot of that in these clips of like that final moment of her being like, thanks, Stevie Wonder, or thanks, mm -hmm. Maluma. You know, so many more of like, we could cut the camera now, right? Right? We're yeah. Okay, no. And yeah, it must be weird to just, especially when she's on the, you know, there's a bunch of times she's on platforms where it's just like, okay, thank you. Can someone help me get down, please? Like, how mm -hmm. does she get off stage? All the like, like the appla applauding for everybody, acknowledge everybody is in direct contrast to like when she, we talked about her giving somebody an award. Oh, she right. makes it kind of all about herself. <laughs> and right. this is a nice sort of like complimental pairing to like, when I'm giving, you an award it's going to be about me but if i'm like on the award show i'll be very generous it is like about me for a message. while and so then i'll give yeah. you a little bit it's sort of like to her being like it's about me now i'm handing you the award yes yeah yeah she's but it's I about me it's before that <laughs> if i'm holding the award it is about me <laughs> hold on i haven't given it to you yet i still have the floor <laughs> i came to new york when i was 19. oh you know <laughs> All right, so ironically, we began with Kate Take a Bow, but the next one is the Brit Awards, and this was on February 20th, 1995, so she's just 21 days after her last one. 
And okay. the Brit Awards are the British Phonographic Industry's annual popular music awards. The name is originally shortened for British, but subsequently became a backronym for British Recording Industry Trust Show. And in 1989, they were just called the Brit Awards. Wow. Anyway, so as I said, it's like three weeks after the AMAs. She's doing another number from Bedtime Stories. This time she's doing Bedtime Story. Yes. And this one I remember super well. Yeah, I, I, the only reason I remember this is because I saw it later because one of those two backup dancers, I did a show with him. His name is Sebastian There's two of them. Which one did you do? Which one did you I do? Think he was usually with? the one behind or on, if watching it on the right. Are they twins? They're not. They look very much alike. They both had the same sort of facial hair and they both had their hair bleached blonde. And they both yeah. look just like Chelsea boys at the, like that look uh, at that time. Yeah, they're like the same height and the same build. They look very, mm -hmm. I think they, we were supposed to think that they yeah, were, we're like Yeah, we're supposed to be like, wait a minute. Two. Like Akbar and Jeff, are they brothers? Are they lovers? I don't know. They're definitely being like the new Jose and Lewis kind of like thing, like 2.0. Oh. I felt Maybe. like choreographically, like the stage picture of like a virgin, even though she's on a bed, right, rolling around while they're doing like sort of like mirroring stuff on either side of her. In this one, it has the same stage picture, but the writhing is all like her hair and the, the wind right. and this stuff. While these two people do very like structured movements around Right, her. it's not so much dance as movement. But it's like, yeah, the, these bookends of structure while she's like this like miasma Weird. of energy. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about, so she had this gorgeous, like light gray, flowy Versace dress. She mm -hmm. had 40-inch, like wispy blonde extensions that were sort of just, mm -hmm. Look that they were just spun from gold or whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought she looked beautiful, like so like angelic and whatnot. And she yeah. had all these fans and like smoke going on her. So the hair was like always getting in her face and yeah. always just sort of like shooting up and everywhere, but it was so fun. It was so fun. And there were like moments of it where I like thought to, like the look on her face as she's like moving the hair out of yeah. her face. Like sometimes <laughs> she was like, all right, this was a stupid idea. <laughs> oh, it's <a> blonde <laughs> ambition ponytail all over again. Oh God. Getting yeah. caught into everything. When will I learn? I like the song is like kind of a remix version of it and it, it's really good. I think it's great. I also loved what they did with videos as they had projections of her or those dancers on what looked like sheets maybe because it was again mm. also like ethereal. It didn't feel real like it all. Everything felt like a dream or imaginary, which is like obviously it's a bedtime story, but I thought it was like so cool. Yeah, it was, it was a very cool and also at the time like much talked about performance. I don't know who was talking about it. Maybe just oh, me. It was being talked about. Yeah, it was. In your Slack channel. <laughs> yeah, in my AOL chat. <laughs> uh, ASL, and let's talk about this new Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> when you said ASL, I thought American Sign Language. Oh, no. And then I was like, what? <laughs> no, I'm at eight stats location. Yeah, now I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> Can you host? And also, have you seen <laughs> P&P? <laughs> <laughs> 
performance uh, was the Billboard Awards, and that was on December 4th, 1996, and they are honors given out annually by Billboard, uh, the publication covering music business. It's been held since 1990, but in 2023, it was announced that the ceremony was going to just be a digital-only show, and uh, instead of broadcast it will be on the website and social media. So at this point, it's still being aired live on television. Yes. At yeah. this point in her life, she had just given birth to Lourdes two months ago. Yes. And Evita... Yes. I think it technically came out in January, but I think it also came out a little bit in December before then. Okay. Yeah, because they wanted to make it, they wanted it to be Oscar. They wanted it. Oh, right. Eligible. Yeah. 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 And so this one, she's not actually performing. She's receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award from Tony Bennett. And so there's a four minute video package introducing her after he does his little thing. Then she gets a one minute standing ovation. She tries to start Mm -hmm. to speak, but they don't let her a few times. Yeah. They're they're going crazy for her. Is the lifetime achievement thing like supposed to be like, um, thank you for all your all you've done. Now please have a seat, Madonna. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like to, it's weird to me to be like giving somebody a lifetime achievement award at 38, 35, whatever she is. Yeah, she's point. like thirteen years into her career at this point. Like she's not very long, and it's like yeah, like twenty eight years ex- later, she's still performing. <laughs> like she should be getting it now. Right. It's weird. And like she even she makes a joke that's like, are you to Tony Bennett, are you sure I'm not supposed to be giving this to you? Right. And which I thought was like her being like, Oh, you're so much more accomplished than I am. Right. But you're more of a could, legend and yeah. Yeah. It could have been like, You're so much nearer the end of your life than I am. <laughs> I don't know that she meant it that way. And also I don't like think she meant it that way, but Tony and Tony Bennett actually, I mean, like Tony Bennett, when you think of him recently with Lady Gaga, there's a lot of times where it's just like, okay, um, someone's yeah. taking care, you know, or it's like, he still yeah. seems very like, there, there doesn't seem to be any sort of slowed downness of Tony Bennett totally. in this. No, but he's like in his, like, at this point, he's probably in his 60s, right? Right, I would say so, yeah. Yeah, definitely he feels like somebody who would be more like at the, like, lifetime achievement. Right. But instead is Madonna. Yeah, that career perspective is impressive. And wild to think about it that like, oh, but you guys don't know she's going to do all this other stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, Ray of Light, you don't know Confessions, you don't know, you haven't don't seen know, the grills, yeah. you don't know the eye patch. Yeah. There's so much more to do. But it was a nice tribute. And she's sweet to Tony Bennett. And I think she's just like really humble and sweet in this whole acceptance speech. I think so too, but I think it's also her on the respectability train. Yeah, she's like, Evita's coming out. I want everyone. I don't want anyone, anyone's last thought of me to be like, how crass or how disrespectful or right. anything like that. She's showing people that like, if you give me an Oscar, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be super gracious about it. I will it. honor it in the way that you feel is right for it yes. to be honored. Uh, she like d- gives says it's for the fans. She talks about Lourdes. She can't leave right. her. She has trouble leaving her daughter's side for more than a few hours. Yeah, she's two months old. Can't you take a baby with you to Vegas? You don't take a baby to Vegas. <laughs> oh no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. Gonna, you're gonna lose that baby. <laughs> you're gonna think I'll just put the baby on black and it's gonna come up red and you're out your baby. <laughs> Well, I'm kind of, <laughs> I've spent all I can spend. <laughs> I do have a baby. <laughs> hmm. I put my wedding ring. What else do I have? 
<laughs> I've signed a, t- a dozen uh, cocktail napkins. Yeah, this was good. She got a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I think her last thing was, uh, and as always, it's about the music. Oh, right. It is. It's always about the music. She keeps coming back to the music. Which I don't. I think it's true. I do, too. This is also a reminder that no matter what I do, no matter where I go, no matter what choices I make in my career, that it's, that it's about the music. It's always been about the music. Thank you. Okay, so next we get a, sli- a little mini suite of performances for the EMAs, which is the MTV Europe Music Awards. Mm-hmm. And they are, you know, an alternate. They're conceived as an alternative to the MTV Video Music Awards. They're held every year in a different country. Uh, mostly, though, the UK and Germany. She does three performances there. The first one is on November 12, 1998. Ray of Light has just come out. She's still three years away from doing the Drown World Tour. And also Beautiful Stranger had come out. Of, that, that single had come out a few months beforehand. So the first thing she does is Power of Goodbye off of Ray of Light. Got like all black ensemble. She got black hair, like straight black hair. Which I think might be the first time we've seen this look from her. It's similar to, but have we have we seen um, uh, nothing really matters on the Grammys at this point in in time? Because this feels very much like whereas that was like like straight up like geisha. That was like something where somebody through today's lens could be like, your my culture is not your costume. Cultural appropriation, Madonna. Sure. This is a, this, a couple months after that. Okay, that makes sense that it's like a little toned down. It's still like low-key geisha, but also could just be like, I'm just like Linda Fiorentino. Like I'm just like a brunette in a dress. I think the only thing that would make you think geisha specifically with Madonna is that because she has the jet straight black hair. Yeah, the dress is like, is slight. Yeah, it's just like an all black ensemble that doesn't really, there's no element that calls attention to itself. Yeah, I think she sounds great in this. She just stands there in the number. It's not like a big production number. No, it's a very like Adele performance, an Adele level performance. And she's mostly good, but she has like in some times where she has to like modulate or when she has to sustain a note, she gets a little uh, shaky. Mm -hmm. Like the, you want to go higher? Like that, she kind of like gets a little like. Oh, John, that sounded fantastic. Oh, thank you. Did you use your mask? You told me that you felt that you had some kind of like little cold day, and I would not know it from that performance. From those three notes? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously like a moment where she's like navigating between like different parts of her voice. Yeah. And she's like not as fully. And also, I mean, like, to not that she needs defending, but like, I don't know how well I would do if I was in front of a crowd that large. Like, that's the thing in watching all these things is just so amazing to me of like, that's like a, like when they did crowd shots of the EMAs, they were like huge. It was like a stadium. Like, it was yeah. nuts. And in this one, she won some awards and they, in the video that we watched, they showed clips of her like, coming up to accept it. It's like, she has to go on like several different pieces of like scaffolding to get to the podium to receive her award. Those awards look so stupid. They look like. (laughs) It looks like, like kind of like a 
bomb with a, like a coil and then the MTV thing it, on top? Yeah, it's like a like a something. It looks like the like a kettlebell. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then like a spiral with a styrofoam M on it that's like. I guess it's because like MTV, in a way, is like wants to be a little bit irreverent. You know what I mean? Because I mean, some of the some of the awards are just like a big piece of glass or like a you know like something in a triangle or something like that. I get that, but it also looks like something that you wouldn't want to put on your shelf anywhere. Yeah, like, it looks like something is... out of Mad Magazine. Yeah. So that's her first performance. Pretty good. The next one, also the EMA, is on November 16th, 2000. She does music. And this, this one... fun. Yeah, she's six months away from the Drowned World Tour. So that's, like, coming down. She's okay. got a black tank top that has Kylie Minogue written on it. Yes. And then her pants look to me like brown leather pants that were sort of, like, Frankenstein together, like different scraps made them the mm -hmm. pants. I could be wrong. I couldn't tell exactly. A patchwork to reflect, like, the the career like retrospective behind sure so yeah so that's like the first draft of that video package that she uses during drowned world yes and it i think it's really well edited to like time with like the music every time it shows her dancing and something it looks like she's dancing to the song music that's playing there's that like cute little the clip that i love from truth or dare where she's like in a club where she does that little like shoulder, shoulder thing, thing. yeah so just really quick they have that like time to like da, 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 da. like it looks like she's doing it mm. it's really cute it's super cute donna and nikki are there which is great and they both have like really long hair Nikki has like, they're either like dreads or braids. I couldn't tell, right. but it looks beautiful. Yeah, they're like, they just look great. <laughs> they don't do the knee, the deep knee bends, which I'm sure they no. both, those haven't happened yet. But there were also moments of it when they're dancing around where it looked like it was improvised. Right, like it wasn't, they all had the same kind of like, we're all doing like this kind of move, but it was like, right. was it like. But like at one yeah. point they were like, oh, you're doing that step. Let me add, you know, yeah. it felt like at, like almost like at a wedding or at a club where you're like, oh, cool. I like what you're doing. Let's all do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that when dancing is fun like that. <laughs> it, I like it when dancing's fun. <laughs> I like it when dancing is fun like that. <laughs> it's going to be on our merch. <laughs> I like it when dancing is fun like that. <laughs> I don't like it when dancing is not fun like that. I don't like oppressive dance. <laughs> river dance, no. No, but river dance is fun to watch for a little bit. For a little bit. In small doses, very exciting. I feel like when I saw river dance, I was like, I really wish I could do that. And then I was like, do you really wish it? Or you? are you just like, yeah. Just right now. Like, uh, it's I like, wish I could play harmonica. Mm, you only yeah. do right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I really wanted to learn how to river dance, I probably could. Sure, I mean, it only uses the lower half of your body. 
<laughs> you take, really take my arms. <laughs> <laughs> you will, they'll have you, a warm baby will have you constantly pouring champagne while you're river dancing. I feel like if I lost both of my arms in a horrible accident, I would be like, well, I'm going to, now's my time to. The most famous non-Irish, <laughs> Irish step dancer in the world. <laughs> yeah. What can I still do? How can I pay my bills? How can I contribute to society? I know. <laughs> outdated dance form <laughs> i bet there's something to it like i think that our arms like help us balance in a way that we're not aware of until you like lose one what if you lost both if you lost both then you're still even i just take the other one because i don't want to be walking around in a circle all the time <laughs> So then her final uh, EMA performances was November 3rd, 2005, and that is Hung Up. Feels like the classic Confessions look of her, you know, like yeah. the purple leotard, the purple leather jacket, the reddish blonde hair, the boots. And it's the classic presentation of this number, as we've seen it multiple times. Yeah. This one is the one that was sort of like, we know what works. It's like a version of the video. She has the right. same dancers. They're all the dancers that are on the tour. They basically do the number that we've seen before. And it's great. That's yeah. not a, there's no shade. No, 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 it's so, uh, it's just so good that like, I think there's no reason to, it's like the original choreography in a chorus line. You don't need to reinvent it. Right. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to see you. like your take on that. They just want to mm -hmm. see like the original. Though this yeah. one, there's a disco ball that comes up and she and, and all the dancers are revealed. So it's kind of a little yeah. switch on what she does on the tour. Right. But yeah, that Which jungle gym, to, like, that little jungle gym equipment is still there. so in love with that one dancer who's like in the long white clouds pants. is that his name i think that's cloud and he's shirtless the whole time yeah he's, he's done a bunch of her tours yeah he's, he's amazing and i think he like roll yeah he's in confessions a lot featured i think he's does like i think he's done multiple tours with her Thighs are incredible in this. Oh yeah, she's peak, peak form. And especially at the end, she's having so much fun. It's so great. Yeah, it's such a fun, it's a great number. But it always is. Hung Up is always like a- Yeah, it's like a great, like pure pop song. Yeah, it's not that deep. It's just like a dance song. It's like a little kiss offy, but it's not like angry kiss offy. Who has time for that? We're, we're dancing. We're in the club we're with dancing. our friends. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting over you. I'm gonna dance. I'm just take it to the dance floor, dance you out of my heart. Perfect. Yeah. Next, we're back to the Brit Awards. This one is on February 25th, 2005. 
This is 10 years from her last performance. We're jumping ahead. It's one month before the Rebel Heart album is released. This is The Living for Love with that cape pull. Oh, my God. As it's happening, as I'm watching it, I'm like... Watching her hand. Like, you you know oh that it's my coming. God, you oh see her hand kind of freaking out. Oh God, oh yeah. And you're like, don't, 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 don't pull it. They don't pull her that hard. She's just on stairs. And so it's because yeah. of that that she really falls over. But in my memory, yeah, I think it was almost that, like she was like yanked back. No, I think that if they had pulled what they, uh, the amount that they pull and she, it made her step backwards on even ground, right. she would not have fallen all the way to the ground. It was that she right. like steps backwards and there's like- There's no, nothing behind her, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. And as we've talked about it before, if you're gonna fall, and then have to continue singing a song. This lo- song lyrically fits so it's perfectly. Like, I want to be like, maybe choreograph a fall into every performance of this. <laughs> we don't talk enough about Madonna, the physical comedian. And this is one of those have, moments. We actually have talked enough about <laughs> Madonna, the physical comedian. <laughs> but the world in general does not. Right. We don't give her enough of her propers. Watching it this time, what I thought would be a really funny thing I would love to do is force her to watch it and just record her inner monologue during the rest yeah. of the number. <laughs> totally. Because she she really quickly gets like back, gets back up to just being like smiling and like owning it. It doesn't throw her for very long. It's no, super... but you can still kind of see like a little bit in her eyes. Like you have to like look, but you can yeah. tell that there's a part of this like, what the fuck? But of course there's... it makes sense. Like some crazy thing happened. Yeah, those two, the two poor girls who pulled the cape, they're like, then they have to like be like featured dancers with her because they're like right. a big part of the number. And I, when this time watching it, I thought it'd be funny if she on the line, I deserve the best and it's not you. She like looked at directly <laughs> at both of them. And I would they, love like, it like- Put their heads down and walk off stage. Just walk off stage, just, or just like kill themselves, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'd lo- I would love to see the scene where like they come backstage and she was like, who was it? Because they all have those bedazzled masks, so you can't see their faces. They just got those horns, and everyone acting like it wasn't them. No, I didn't. I never touched the cape. I was never a cape person. I was never. I was just one of the bulls. Like it's just no. like it's a detail that she wasn't aware of the whole time right. in rehearsing it. <laughs> right. She didn't look behind her. She had a cape on. She couldn't see who was lifting it. Yeah. Show me your fingertips. <laughs> I want to see if there's any like fibers on your finger. <laughs> Everybody, show me your fingertips. Getting out of microscope. He's like, call Jessica Fletcher. (laughs) We're getting to the bottom of this. This is a much better song than it's given credit for. It really is. I think that it's like... Do you think um, it's because of this performance? Because I feel like everyone knows about the cape. I don't think so. I think it was just like... The timing of it. The timing of it. You know, this was like the round, the period of time where radio stations were like specifically being like, we are not playing Madonna. 
no matter what the song sounds like. Right. And her last two albums especially had not been that great. So yeah. I think there wasn't like the anticipation of like, oh, what's Madonna's next big song? But it is a very, very good song. It has that like gospel thing to it that like Like a Prayer has. Yes. I remember when it was like, it must have been on Instagram. I remember they were like released, like you could eat like bits of the choir. Like it was people like, Madonna's recording again with the gospel choir. It was definitely like a fun throwback. Buzzy thing. Like, yes. She performed on iHeartRadio. This is March 29th, 2015, just a month after that last big fall. And that one, uh, founded by iHeartRadio in 2014, the event recognizes the most popular artists and music over the past year. Winners are chosen per cumulative performance data. Well, the public is also able to vote in several categories. So this is basically like, you were played the most, so you win an award. So as I said, it's a month after that fall. She's sitting on a stool and not doing like, anything I'm gonna crazy. Sit. <laughs> I will sit right here. I will sit on this stool with like a, um, a seatbelt on <laughs> and a foam pit all around me. She's like, She's like, I'll just be lifted by cables and then those swing out of control. She's like, God damn it. She ha- I want her to have like a, a, like a roller coaster thing over her. <laughs> like and a lap bar, yeah. Yeah, like how they tie astronauts to a rocket. <laughs> and she's, oh, she gets introduced by Mike Tyson. She sings Ghost Town and Taylor Swift is playing the guitar for her. But they never mention it, and she never sings, which I thought was weird. I, okay, I have a couple things to say about it. Let's hear it. This song is so good. If it was an Adele song, it would have been a number one song. Absolutely. When, so it, the video and the song, we think of it as like a love song. And just the Taylor Swift presence of it, I feel like it just became about like sisterhood in this right. way of like, there's the two of us, we're here for each other. and. I think that Taylor Swift has historically been somebody who like supports other female artists. Right. And this is her like doing that, right? Like this, I'm going to be here to sort of in this moment, give this other person my stamp of approval. I agree with that. And I think that's very cool of her to do that. But I just felt like, especially since we are seeing her, like it wasn't like she was just playing with the band. Like she's also no. on a stool and they start she's off featured. with like from behind and we don't see her face and it's not till the camera starts to circle around. So yeah. like, you don't know right away that Taylor Swift is with her unless you know, yeah. you know, from just watching the video. It's not, it's not like a, a huge guitar. There's not like there's a big guitar solo no. that like Taylor Swift does, you know what I mean? It just seemed odd to me that like Taylor Swift was there and she wasn't even like joining on the chorus or doing something vocally with it. Maybe Taylor Swift's like, you can only afford my guitar playing and not my singing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation if I'm singing. That's a whole other thing. I'm so sorry, but I love you. But I also get paid a lot of money to do what I do. (laughs) I want Taylor Swift to start recording other people's albums, Taylor's version. Like I want there to be like, like a prayer. Taylor's version. version. And just make it like slightly better. Like a prayer? You think that's the album she should do? Erotica. I was going to say Bedtime Stories. Oh, that's a good one. I know we're all right, and we'll never be alone. 
Mike Tyson says in the beginning that he he just sang on her album. I'm like, you don't sing on it, but that's. <laughs> hold on, stop. Wait, stop. Madonna, hold on. Wait a second before let's clarify something, because kids well, are listening. We, yeah, and we don't want people to think that they're getting a duet with Mike Tyson. Could you imagine someone being upset that Mike Tyson <laughs> didn't appear on a Madonna album? Where the where's this duet? I was led to believe that there would be singing from Mr. Tyson on Rebel Heart. I bought the <laughs> regular release. I bought the extended. I bought the uh, European release. I bought the Japanese release. None of them is there a note sung by Mr. Tyson. Okay, we'll give you your money back. <laughs> Here's your sixteen dollars. <laughs> Okay, that was a good. I like that performance a lot. Yeah, it was good, but I don't think it like changed the fortunes of the number. Of the like, song, that's what, the... yeah, you know what I mean. Like of the song, where suddenly it's like, oh, she did that, and now I'm like into it again. No, I think, but I think that Rebel Heart was in that thing of like, it's not convincing anybody of anything as an album. Like, it's not convincing fans that they shouldn't be her fan anymore, and they're not convincing non-fans that they should be her fan. To give her another listen. Yeah, it's That's just, it's point. all like, everybody was ex- where how they felt about Madonna before Rebel Heart, exactly the same as after Rebel Heart. You're either like uninterested. Or you're or like, all right, I'll get the next one. Yeah, but you would have gotten the next one no matter what Rebel Heart was. Exactly. She didn't ruin it. Like, if, if she had done, like, three hard candies in a row, I might have been like, we got to think about this, Madonna. But you like hard candy. I do. I really Parts of it have grown candy. on me. That's okay. Yeah. I know. If she, When you said that, I was like, if she had done three hard candies in a row, oh, my God. <laughs> you were like, what a sugar rush. <laughs> hard candy, hard candy Christmas. <laughs> And hard candy three, harder, harder candy, harder candier, <laughs> harder candy, harderer. My rebel heart. So we're back to the Billboard Awards, 2016, May 22nd. It's two months after the Rebel Heart tour has ended. And this is also a month after Prince has died. And so Madonna has been charged with doing a tribute to Prince. On paper, I love everything about this. The execution is rough. It, okay, well, I guess like at the time, I remember, I, I feel like I remember it that like there was a, some questioning as to whether Madonna was the right artist to pay tribute to Prince. I understand that argument, and that argument could be made. There is definitely a way, though, where it does make sense, because I think if you think of, like, a Mount Rushmore of 80s pop stars, it's right. Michael Jackson, Madonna, Prince, and I would, you could then, for the fourth one, you could go Whitney Houston, you could go Janet Jackson, you could go George Michael. Right. But those three are, without a doubt, there. There's, On like, there. no discussion about those first three. And so right. there's a way in which, like, you see how it makes sense. I totally see how it makes sense. And I can also totally see like the argument for like somebody else. But yes, yes. I agree as well. Like they're, even though they do have that one duet of like a prayer, their music styles are very different, but they both sort of exist on a similar echelon. And I think the song, nothing, nothing compares to you. She does that. 
And while everyone knows it's a Prince song, but think of people think of it as a Sinead O'Connor song. Yes, it's more associated with Sinead O'Connor. Sentimentally, it's the right. I mean, it's a. It feels right in that like nothing compares to you. That line. Yes. Again, on paper, this all works. This is yes. all right. She's in like a purple suit with like frilly collars and a cane. She's on a purple throne. She's like revealed in a spin around. Like it's all working for me. And then just vocally, it's just not a match for her at all. Well, okay. First, there's like a spoken tribute that like recorded, right? Yes, of her talking a, and about it, yes. And then yes. there's a little bit of the his opening monologue of Let's Go Crazy. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun. Day or night. I like the spoken tribute part of it, I think was really like lovely and honest and just sort of like. And it's mm-hmm. sort of be- probably because it was recorded, it was like less of like me. This is about yeah. me. We were able to yeah, get out was, some of that. And it felt very like honest in a way that she's like, you know, like we, we were as close as we were. Like we weren't, she doesn't try to like. In, Rack like they were best friends. Slate yeah. their relationship. Yeah. Like we talked about doing stuff. We were talking about working on a musical together. It never really happened. We were sending stuff back and forth. We did that one duet. It's, it was nice. I thought very honest. Yeah. I like the arrangement of Nothing Compares to You. I get that there's, I couldn't, because I was like, I think she actually, this is maybe one of the ones I was talking about at the beginning, mm-hmm. where when I watched it this time, I was like, oh, she's not that bad. I agree like, with you, but I also found myself going, have they sweetened it for... Sense? Yes. Yeah. I think that might have happened, where they did a little pitch correction. Because okay. I also remember at the time watching it live being like, this is rough. That's and what I, I remember too. I think it was rougher at the time, but I could be wrong. I That's my memory too, is that like when I first saw this, I was like, this is, oh, it makes yeah. the art. If you're like being like, okay, well, there's two arguments for like why Madonna should be the person doing this tribute on the Billboard Awards. Right. And like, this is like her she vocal performance have, yeah. is like, <laughs> being like, oh, now we know the answer. She is the wrong person to do it. Right, I agree. Like if she had like killed it, then there would have been no argument. Right, yeah. But then at the end, Stevie Wonder joins her. They do a little Purple Rain. Yeah. And this also feels awkward because she's trying to, she's like, put your hands together. But like Purple Rain's not like a clap along song. Yeah. So it's like, there's a, you could drive a truck through, like yeah. between the claps that you're truck. doing. <laughs> 18 wheeler. Clap. Uh, yeah. Clap. So in that way, it doesn't, that doesn't, it doesn't like clapping along builds up energy and it doesn't in this case. No. Purple rain, purple rain. Purple rain, purple rain. 
But then later that year, in October, Madonna was given the Woman of the Year Award at the Billboard Women in Music Festival, and she gives a speech that Anderson yes. Cooper introduced her. This is a great speech. This is a really great speech. And what was nice in watching and the edits of it is how many times they cut to women in the audience and you could tell, you could just see it resonating with them for so much. Yes. They were, the audience is like a, an audience of women in music. So there's some like Rihanna's there, I think. But like a lot of them seem to be just like, they are like women in the who industry. work in the music yeah. industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for acknowledging my ability to continue my career for 34 years in the face of blatant misogyny, sexism, constant bullying, and relentless abuse. Madonna is, is an artist, but she's also a bit like known for being like a businesswoman and like maverick. Right. And so she's, she's worked in many aspects of the music industry as a record label executive, as a producer, as a performer. Right, she doesn't just show up and do a song and then leave. Right. So I think that like what she was saying was resonating with these. It wasn't just about like her voice or like the songs. Like, it was just about the overall how women move through the world and how the world treats women. Place. Yeah. When I first started writing songs, I didn't think in a gender specific way. I didn't think about feminism. I just wanted to be an artist. I was, of course, inspired by Debbie Harry and Chrissy Hine and Aretha Franklin, but my real muse was David Bowie. He embodied male and female spirit, and that suited me just fine. He made me think there were no rules, but I was wrong. There are no rules if you're a boy. If you're a girl, you have to play the game. Yeah, and I think she calls people to task, but it doesn't sound bitter. No, she's very much like this is just the way things are, but we can we can work together and change them by supporting each other and Exactly. I remember the first time I listened to it, I was like, it sort of made me rethink some things I thought about her as well. A hundred percent. Yeah, like where I've been like, oh am I I'm guilty of some of this stuff. For me it was almost like the tearing down of people. You know, even like, okay, she did a bad tribute to Prince. Okay, she doesn't need to be destroyed, you know what I mean? Or right, right. Or anything that she's done. Camille Paglia, the famous feminist writer, said that I set women back by objectifying myself sexually. Oh, I thought, so if you're a feminist, you don't have sexuality. You deny it. So I said, F it. I'm a different kind of feminist. I'm a bad feminist. I wonder if she wrote it herself. Or I she worked with like a writer, like I, you know, like. I imagine she did because she, I mean, like she's so involved with like her music that I'm sure that even if she just was like talking with a writer to be like, here's some things I want to say, here's some things I'm thinking yeah. about. And then they, you know, brought her something and then she worked with them on, worked on it with them. Yeah, she, but she didn't have any notes. She didn't seem to be reading from a teleprompter. It seemed to just be her speaking. It did seem like that, but it seems like a, it seems like. It was so articulate that it would surprise me if it were just like sort of like. Oh, I don't think it was off the top of her head at all. But even in like to be like, well, here are my bullet points and these are the things I want to hit. And I know those like it seemed like written. Yes, it definitely felt like considered. There's got to be a, tele a teleprompter. I don't see one, but maybe. I smell teleprompter. But oh, I, you can yeah. smell teleprompters. <laughs> As I said before, 
it's not so much about receiving this award as it is having this opportunity to stand before you and really say thank you as a woman, as an artist, as a human. Not only to the people who have loved and supported me along the way, so many of you are sitting in front of me right now, you have no idea how, how much your support means. Next one, similarly, not an award show, but she's performing at the Met Gala on May 7th, 2018. The Met Gala, if you don't know, is an annual fundraising gala held for the uh, Met's uh, Costume Institute in New York. It is regarded as the world's most prestigious and glamorous fashion event and social gathering and is known as fashion's biggest night. And the year that Madonna performed, no surprise, the theme was Heavenly Bodies, oh. Fashion and the Catholic Imagination. Oh, wow. Okay. That was the official title. I didn't know that, and I wrote what was the theme religion question mark but that was just like <laughs> much more specific well it also seems like they were like we can get madonna this year all right so what's the theme that we Maybe, come up with yeah. so for madonna yeah. so at this point she just finished rebel heart tour she'd adopted the twins she'd moved to lisbon and one miss darlene lutz had just auctioned off her stuff mm. so that's where she Scandalo. is and she does uh, a three song set of like a prayer Beautiful game, which would later become part of Dark Ballet, and then she ends with Hallelujah. Cause your world is such a shame. Cause your world's obsessed with fame. Cause your world's in so much pain. Cause your world is, cause your world is. Oh, that all makes so much sense because I was like, wait, be as I was writing down Beautiful Game, I was like, that's not the name of a song. Right. What Madonna song is this? And then you're like, oh, wait. yeah. Uh, we have Beautiful Stranger, Beautiful Game. I don't know. I was like, well, so Madame X hadn't come out yet. So I'm sure she was like working on different pieces. And this was one she's like, gotcha. She's like, oh, I'll put it in this other number. Okay. So she's got like a ton of monks, a ton of extras who are yes. like for like a prayer. Some of them are wearing like glasses, just like <laughs> a little, like, needed to step touch. Yeah. yeah. And they're all on this huge staircase. It's a fun version of like a prayer musically, I think. Yeah, she sounds real good. A beautiful game has like, I feel like choreographically we're seeing like beginning touches of the Madame X tour. Absolutely. Where yeah. it's like, is that a gas mask? Are you a dog? Are you like, you what have are flowers you? on your head? What's going on? Well, I heard there was a secret chord that David played, and it pleased the Lord. You don't really care for music, do ya? Hallelujah is such a well-written song, and I feel like there's a lot of versions of it. <laughs> it's like, a little it's a overdone at this point. It's a little overdone. I wonder if, like, if it, the amount of covers of it have diluted its power. And also, that I don't know that like Leonard Cohen's version is the only one that we should have. So I'm like on the I'm on the fence about it. He's like a, not a singer, really. He's like a... Right. He's a talker. growler. 
Yeah. yeah. So I do want like some other versions of it, but now I'm like, well, now there's too many versions. Now we're just all like, now it, now it's like, all right, we went to Rufus Wainwright, and that's good. Let's yeah. rest on the Rufus for a while. I would rest. I would just be like, I think I just need the Leonard Cohen and the Katie Lang version, and that's okay. enough for me. Those are good ones. But I understand that like Madonna likes to do Imagine from time to time. She likes to be like, I can. So it makes sense to me that she'd be like, I'm also going to do Hallelujah. Yeah, but I also feel like. It's not like she has the most amazing voice. She has a very good voice, but she's yeah. not someone like a Katie Lang or even like a Rufus yeah. Wainwright who has such a specific, specific, unique voice that I yeah. feel like she's not really adding anything to this. No, she's not. You're not being like, oh, I'm seeing new layers of this song because like for, for Katie Lang and Leonard Cohen, like for Leonard Cohen, like you hear the poetry of the lyrics so much that I think are just so stupidly beautiful and with Katie Lang, you hear the beauty of the melody more so than like even Rufus Wainwright because he's a little like atonally, like his voice. He has such a like a distinct, he has such a, just a unique voice that like you like yeah. that or you don't. Right. And I feel like if I have like, oh, this one version I hear the power of the lyrics, another version I hear how beautiful the melody can be if like really like sung, then I'm like, so yeah, like I, I with this version of Hallelujah, I'm not like, Oh, wow. What an interesting new facet of this song that I wasn't aware of before. But she's not bad. And she looks no. good. She's got like her hair and long braids that are sort of like a like a crown. Crown of thorns. thorns yeah. Kind a little of like, bit. Yeah. And, you know, she's doing what she loves. She's playing with Catholic imagery. Yeah. Did I say Catholic? Is that a word? I think it is. Right. Catholic. Catholic? Catholic. <laughs> Catholic? <laughs> Catholicism. Catholicism, but Catholic. Catholic, Catholic. imagery. She's playing with Catholic catholic imagery catholic why does that sound weird about that because <laughs> it sounds like um cathartic yes catholic catholic so catholic <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah And so then after that, we've got Billboard again, May 1st, 2019. Here we go. A big party. A big party. Madame X had just come out. The tour would open in about four months. She's doing Medellin. And this is one where she's doing it with holograms of her and various Madame X looks. Do you have a favorite hologram? Oh, those are. So what did we have? We have the the wedding, the bride with the cowboy hat. Uh We have... The sort of mean school teacher, like secretary one. We have the one that she is, which is like, I mean, that's just like a black bodice, a polka dotted shirt and mini dress and the eye patch. What's the other one? The accordion player. Is that what your favorite? She's my favorite. She's the funniest (laughs) of them. She's like the goofiest of them. Well, sure. She's got an accordion. She's got an accordion. Can't take her seriously. She's like walking, like her knees are like opening. She's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to take anybody playing an accordion seriously. I took a sip and had a drink. And I woke up in I like the song. It's not like a rousing song, so it's hard to get like excited. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't get your heart pulsing. You know, it doesn't get your heart rate up. No, I really like this song. When it came out, when this was the first single, 
I was like, oh my God, this album's gonna be so good. Like, I loved it. And I love, I mean, I didn't know who Maluma was before this. And now you'll I'm, never forget. I can't, how can you forget? I don't know. I like, I like, I know that like people, when it came out, there was like a lot of criticism that it's like the one, two, cha, cha, cha sounded like out of step with like, like people were like, sort of like, oh, she's like, doesn't have her finger on the pulse at all of like modern anything that, because it was like kind of corny. Oh, well, I didn't think this album was at all trying to be what's the moment. No, but it also made me think like Madonna's always been a little corny, which is part of her like appeal. Right. She's always had a little bit of like corny theater kid about her. Yeah. She's a, she's like a little bit of a nerd and in a, in a, like a, a way that I think is like all wrapped up in like part of what makes her so awesome. Right. That makes sense. The fact that she could would write and release a song, the, the song True Blue in 1986 or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like that's like mm-hmm. nobody was doing that like throwback stuff. And it's a corny song and like a huge hit and a really good song, really fun song. Especially on the ukulele. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, the holograms were fun. I think that there was just that one opening section. It seems like she's almost in, like, what do they call it, the volume where they shoot all of the Disney shows, where it's just like you're in a space that is just all oh, projections. Yeah. And then she comes out and she actually dances and does stuff with Maluma. And I think she's really in there. There's other holograms with her that appear and disappear. And then I think when we're watching the rest of it, when they're sort of like taking over the the space. I think yeah. only at home you see those holograms. I don't think if you were in the room you would have seen those holograms. The holograms sometimes like it's the Avengers movie where Oh, the snap the guy, happens? The snap happens. Yeah, yeah where they just like disintegrate they, or like they turn yeah, the like, pedals. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they look like that happens to them over and over again. There's but also then they come back. one or two moments where like you could tell that they were just they just sort of like move. Mm-hmm. They just like readjust in a way that's like it's not them trying to be like oh we're walking over here. It's just like and switch it. Like a button was yeah. But yes. I like that when there's a part when Maluma like spanks her and it's mm-hmm. like with a little writing crop thing mm-hmm. and it is the exact way that she spanks her chihuahua in human nature in the video <laughs> where she like pulls it and like that, that, that. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's really good. Again, it's just not a song that you're like, fuck, yeah, Medellin. Like when no. it's over, you're not like pumped. No, you're not pumped. But like when we talked about the Madame X tour, it's like two thirds of the way through the tour, but it's like when the whole tour like sort of comes yes. to, into its full being. It's like a fun, it's not a high energy dance party, but it's like a party I want to be at. And maybe that's why, because I think like I'm less likely to want to be at a high energy dance party right now. I want to be like, oh yeah, that's all like, let's just cool do vibe. Yeah, let's just all just yeah. sway. Yeah. Hang out with Maluma. Uh, go faster, Poppy. <laughs> Not slow down, no, Poppy. No. Oh, <laughs> let's take this up to three.
we have one more. Her final, her final big award performance so far. Who knows? But yes, on May 18th, 2019, she, Madonna, performed at the Eurovision Song Contest, which, in case you didn't know, is an international song competition where each participating country submits an original song to be performed uh, with competing countries and casting votes for other countries' song to determine a winner. And then in addition to the song concerts, there are also just other just like regular non-competitive performances that happen during the show. And in this year, one of the ones they got was Madonna. So this was just three weeks after her last performance. She recreates like two thirds of the Met Gala performance where she starts with like a prayer, very similar imagery. There's a big staircase and a lot of monks. And then she goes into now it's dark ballet. It's a different part of that song, but it's sort of the same song. And then she ends with Future, which is a duet she has with Quavo. And I guess we're we're including Eurovision in this because Eurovision, a song is a war. It's not technically an awards show. It is an awards show, yeah. They pick the best song. You pick pick a winner of Eurovision. I mean, it's different. I guess what you're saying, it's different. It's like a competition rather than an award show. Yeah. There is a winner. There's an award given. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the midnight I can feel your power just like a you know I'll take you there. One thing that I while watching at this time, so as she's doing like a prayer, she's again it's a huge staircase. There's two on either side of the staircase is just like rows and rows of monks, and then her in the middle. And at one point, these two huge columns are brought up, like from either side of the stage, and they cross each other and are brought up the steps and put like up on the top of the stairs. I wrote, are those giant pepperonis? Like, what are they? <laughs> what are they supposed to be? I didn't know what they were supposed to be. And because I was like, oh, they're going to come back. Because obviously it's like, why do you have these people like bring on a set piece in the middle of a number? And they seem to be have lights on the top of them. Like when they put them down, I thought I could see lights coming out at the top. But I was like, this doesn't pay off at all. It doesn't pay off at all. Or if it does, it's like pays off in a way that the camera is not on. Maybe that's it. But the people who were there were like, oh, that was amazing. I don't know. I think it was one of those things where like Madonna had an idea and then they ran out of time. Yeah. This was another performance that I feel like people at the time were like, oh, Madonna didn't do so great on Eurovision. Uh, that could be just because like, whatever, people love to say that. I watching it, I was like, I don't think it's like bad. They're not like maybe like Dark Ballet and Future are not my favorite songs, but I don't think that it's like, I think but it's not like bad a, versions of those songs. Yeah, and it's another one that I wonder if there was some tinkering with the vocal since it happened live. Oh, that's possible. I don't know. Yeah, she's got, again, black robe, diamond tiara, the eye patch. Does she still wear the eye patch in the Celebration Tour? No. I think there might be like a, you know, the dancers. Oh, one of the dancers is in an It's like that era. Yeah. Sure. But I think she's done. I think she's done with that look. She's retired it. In the same box as the grills. Although I think she's not done with grills. Grills, she know. does like to prod out every once in a while. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I hope that there's um, an appearance, a performance of what have you, where the grills really like crush. Where we're like, no, now we see. We're like, like okay, it's all. Go- she was playing the long game, and we didn't see it. No, I would love why, for that to happen. Yeah. Why have we been resisting? Why did we ever doubt her? Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's, we don't get it. We don't need to. We don't need to. Future. 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 Everyone is 
I love how ends of them all on the top of the stairs and then behind them and they just like fall back but they like stay straight. Yes. You know what I mean? They're not. And uh, that's how Madonna and Quavo end the number and it's like a, a big trust fall into the unknown. They do. They do fall backwards and it is cool. It's a cool thing. She likes to disappear into nothingness. I think after, when you see so many awkward ends of numbers where she's just standing yeah. there and it's like, thank you, mm-hmm. that the ability to just evaporate. And then I yeah. imagine like at the end of the MDNA tour where we see a shot of her like booking it to a SUV to take her out of there. Yeah. I bet she's like running somewhere. She gets an SUV. She changes costumes. She's at the after party. Or home. Or home. She has kids. She has little kids at this point in her life. That's true. Like, those twins are... At the twins. They're a handful. Yeah. And in this, what year was the Eurovision? Uh, five years 2019. ago. Yeah. Yeah, five years ago. So they're like little, little. They're they're babies still. Not babies, they're not ready to vote. Know, like they're five. Toddlers. Yeah, yeah. They're five-ish. They need a lot. She doesn't regret it, but they are a lot. <laughs> like Madonna herself. So yeah, so what do we think overall of these performances? They're good. They're all good. Not all, some are better than others, but nothing's like bad. Yeah, the only real rough spot for me is the Prince tribute. The only real rough spot for me is the calluses on Maluma's hands. (laughs) And he was making yes. love to you and you felt those calluses. Yeah. And I was like, it's okay. <laughs> For you, I'll put up with it, Maluma. <laughs> yeah. These were all, I like this one. I'm glad we did this. <laughs> I'm glad we did this too. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we wrap up this episode? No, I think we did it. I think we did it. Our next one, very excited. We recorded it back in October, but we're talking about the Oscars with our good friend, Jeff Hiller. He's got some great stories. Mm-hmm. And then we see the then tour. We, then we see the tour. Oh my God. Some of us as a virgin, some of us like a virgin. Yes. <laughs> I am like a virgin. You are virgin. I am virgin. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. Are we, get, are we getting off of are we getting off Zoom right now? We can. We don't have to. We can let me just stop recording. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. If you have comments or questions or just want to reach out to us, you can reach us at the celebration celebration at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram account at the celebration celebration. Special thanks to Dynamo for our artwork. And if you could do us a lovely favor and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It really helps people find the show, and we appreciate it. And when you're reviewing us, just remember, we're not your bitch. Don't hang your shit on us. (laughs) You have trivia questions? No. Oh. (laughs) All right, then. (laughs) No wonder you were ready early. I'm sorry, I've been busy. (laughs) It's okay. You've had drama to be a part of. I get it. And also, like, I think we know the same information now. But you've got that book. But I think I've exhausted the book. (laughs) The book is like, can you just let me be? (laughs) 
<laughs> the book is like, girl, you have broken my spot. <laughs> what more do you want? I've given you all this. Stop leaping Every... through me looking for another tidbit. Hoping that inspiration will just leap out at you. Yeah. Like what, what juicy stuff about body shop? 